What is up, River family? It is Wednesday, which means it's our Wednesday Bible study. Here's why we do this. We want to grow together right where we are. So we hope that this encourages you. We hope it inspires you. So let's dive into his word. What is up, everybody? It's Wednesday morning, and that means our... Bible study. Bible study. It's our Wednesday Bible study. study. Let's go. Whether you're watching us live online or you join us later through our podcast or you just watch it later when it's not a live stream, uh, but it's in the archived area. Uh, Our goal, our reason that we do this, we want to grow together right where we are. So we've been working through the book of Mark and uh, we've been through some really tough stuff, (laughs) you know. Uh, Jesus in Mark chapter 13, which is where we're going to be, has been talking about the end of times, you know, so he kind of talks about the tribulation coming up. And then last week was about the abomination of desolation, which you're just kind of like, man, if we weren't going verse by verse, I might have liked to skip that one because that one's not a it's not a fun one. But there's still hope in it. Right. There's still hope. Why? Because we know the end of the story. Um, Yeah. So today. Uh, today's uh, more uplifting verse, or group of verses. We're going to go 24 through uh, 31. We may read 32 later. I'm going to read out of the New American Standard. It says, But in those days, after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers that are in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send forth the angels and will gather together his elect from the four winds, from the furthest end of the earth to the furthest end of heaven. Now learn the parable from the fig tree. When its branch branch has already become tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. Even so, you too, when you see these things happening, recognize that he is near right at the door. Truly, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things happen take place. Heaven and earth will pass, but my words will not pass away. A lot there, a lot of more uplifting stuff. Yeah. Um, Braden, what are you seeing? Uh, I mean, to me, first of all, if you're a Christian, then congratulations, because this is like the scripture you should probably turn to if you ever need hope, <laughs> or if you ever need to know why you're doing what you're doing. Um, is that Jesus says right here, he's coming back. He's coming back. I mean, this is this is literally the reason that we do everything that we're doing, because Jesus is coming back. Yeah, and, and we're trying to 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 get everybody. The goal uh, we've said this on a Sunday. The goal isn't to get people to heaven. The goal is to get people to Christ. Yes. Right. And it, it'll be Christ that'll be returning for uh, the Bible says the elect in the end. Um, I'll tell you why. Usually, this whole Bible study I've been going with like the CSB, the CSB translation. Um, I've been read this out of the New American Standard because in this, uh, when Jesus highlights something from the Old Testament, it's written in all, in all caps. So in verse 24, uh, the sun will be darkened and the moon will, get, will, will not give its light. First of all, these are not common things, right? Mm-hmm. So it, one of the things that we should pay attention to or people during the times of the tribulation, which brings up a whole different conversation, should pay attention to is that when the sun gets dark and the moon doesn't give light and then stars start falling and it's the idea is continually falling not like you just see uh, a shooting star but uh that they keep falling Uh, all of these are old testament references that we should be be ready be excited you know um now why why are we talking about like 
a whole different story. Well, there's different theories when it comes to the tribulation. Um, and in Christian circles, uh, there's a term called the rapture, which is uh, basically states like that Christians will be drawn up or called up into the sky, into heaven, uh, to, to Christ. And there's different theories on this. There's um, there's a pre-trib theory, which is before the tribulation comes, everybody that believes in Jesus will be called up into the sky. First uh, Thessalonians makes a reference to this. Um, uh, just another interesting side note, the word rapture is not in the Bible. It's just the term defined, uh, used to define the event, right? Uh, there's pre or mid-trib, which is in the middle. So after the three and a half years of good, before things get really bad, that uh, everybody that believes in Christ will be called into the sky or, or yeah, be pulled into the sky. Or there's post-trip that once we get through all of this. Yeah. So um, depending on your upbringing, there's all of these different theories. And here's the truth. Um, there's theologians, different scholars all throughout that can make uh, compelling arguments for all three of them. So the when it comes to stuff like that, what I would encourage is for you to study and see what you think. For me personally, I'm pre-trib, but I could be wrong. You know what I mean? Um, that's just my thought. You know, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts? Pre-trib. Are you, you're pre-trib. pre-trib. I, I think more, more more than likely I'm a pre-trib rapture person because I don't want to go through the tribulation. Like, I'm just going to be real. <laughs> it's more like I'm hopeful that this happens and all of this other stuff. Now, okay, so you were talking to me, we were talking beforehand, and you said there was a bunch of stuff that, like, from a youth pastor's perspective, you had a bunch of kids ask a bunch of questions. Mm-hmm. What were some of those questions? Um, you know, you go into this and kids start to wonder. I learned that uh, mostly junior high kids will ask questions that adults won't even, that they're still wondering the same thing. Uh, one of the biggest questions I got was, why is Jesus coming back? Why is Jesus coming back? Uh, another question I got was where he was coming back. Okay. You know, if he's, of course, they can kind of confuse that with the omnipresence uh, God. But um, Jesus tells us where he's also coming back. Uh, he calls it the Mount of Olives. So you want to start there. And the Mount of Olives, when he comes back, he says that the mountains will split from east to west and there will be a valley. And that valley is where the Holy War should take. For the Battle of Armageddon, right, would yes. be another another translation yes. for that. Um, so, uh, yeah, those are the two biggest questions that I got. So we go, why is Jesus coming back? Um, to me, it says that, like, you know, I refer to the book of John when Jesus says, in my Father's house there are many mansions. You said it's best translated as many rooms um, that he goes to build and that he's coming back so that we can go live with him. Yeah, so he, <laughs> yeah, just keep the, it simple. <laughs> he, he's coming back. Uh, if you were to fast forward, take some time and read Revelation 20 through 22, the end of the story. Uh, and that's essentially what you're getting at is he's calling us up to him. And eventually we actually come back. It's super interesting. We spend so much time trying to get to heaven when in Revelations 20 through 22, we will be back down on the on, on the new earth, right? So uh, it, it's really interesting. So let's let's kind of work through this because I think there's another one, uh, another question that I, we could easily get lost in is in verse 30, where he says, "This generation will not pass away." Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll get into that. Um, <clears throat> so it says that uh, the angels will come and they will gather his elect from the four winds. Uh, now, what that means from all angles, the question we should ask is, who are the elect? Uh, this answer 
is determined by what you think as far as the rapture. If you're a pre-trip rapture guy, then this would be uh, the nation of Israel or anybody that says yes or follows Jesus after the rapture is taking place. So after the tribulation has happened, you know what I mean? So imagine there's this timeline where the rapture happens, where all believers are called up into heaven, then everybody that's left... um, would be going through the tribulation where people that would come to know Jesus and the nation of Israel at that moment would be what's left on the earth that would be the elect, right? So they would come for them. If it's a post-trib, then it would be everybody under the under the name of God, right? It would be Israel, obviously the nation of Israel, those God's chosen uh, people. But the Bible says that when we say, yes, we've been grafted into Abraham's family, so therefore we would become a part of the elect. And then he uses this example of a fig tree. Uh, the reason a fig tree is important in a great illustration is in that area, in the Palestinian era, area, there's uh, the fig tree was known for going in and out of seasons, right? So you could look at a fig tree and when its branches started to soften up, right, and it started to put forth leaves, you knew that summer was coming near. In the winter, it would lose it all. It would harden and all this stuff. But it was a very visible sign yes. that it was about to be producing fruit and all of this other stuff. So Jesus uses this fig tree to reference, like these are very visible signs for you to, to be ready. He says, when you see these ha- things happening, recognize that he is near. Who is near? Jesus. Jesus. And he's right at the door, which is language that would, would, would push us to understand like, like he's about, it's about to go down. Like it's about that to. That was another question that the youth would ask, you know, it was like, are we going to know when it happens? Um, and yeah, I mean, that, 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 that's, that's what Jesus is telling us. He's like, there's not going to be any confusion. He's like, you will see the signs. Here are the signs. Um, one of them asked if it'd be like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and you're like, uh, I mean, and that's what I told him. I said, think about, think about the, the, the biggest event that's ever happened in your life. That you'll never forget. You know, a lot of them was 9/11. A lot of them was <clears throat> uh, the Great Depression. You know, for, for for the older folks, or the stock market crash. You know, you you, you put it in there. Whatever you remember the, the most, everyone knew about. Everyone knew about. Uh, and this will be even bigger than than that. Yeah, for me it was like 9/11. I remember uh, I was getting ready for my first football game in junior high super pumped and we didn't get to go and i had no idea until i went to class and they like saw the videos and but um, that was random anyways yeah. <laughs> let's go to verse 30 this generation will not pass away until these things happen um so one of the things that we need to ask is who is jesus talking to or who's he talking about is he talking about um the generation that he's speaking to right now like talking to his disciples is he saying this generation like you guys what does the Bible mean by this generation? Uh, is he talking about the generation that's in the 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 tribulation? You know, mm-hmm. what I mean, they won't pass until all of these things come to pass. What, yes. what do you think? Uh, I think it's that generation. You know, I, I heard it put that whenever you do accept, you know, Jesus into your life, your your name is written in the book of life. Um, and to me, is I think it's talking about all the people who are who will be on earth at that time, whose name is written in the in the Lamb's book of life. Um, so yeah, I think that's the generation that it, that it speaks of. That's a good perspective. Um, if he's talking for many of us, like the question that you'll say is, all right, he says, sure, surely some of you will be here or some of you will see all this and you won't pass or this generation won't pass. 
Uh, one of the things we need to understand is like in Jewish context, um, th- when they would say the word like son of somebody, it could be like the son, a grandson, a great, great grandson. Like, th- for example, think about this. There are two references. Jesus was supposed to be the son of David. Mm-hmm. Was Jesus the direct son of David? No. No, it was just it was just to show that he's from the line. Okay, now think about this one. Verse 26 says, the son of man is coming in the clouds, right? The son of man. Well, did you know that Adam means man? Adam, which is where the name Adam comes from, uh, means man. So Jesus, that is basically evidence showing that a lineage um, from Adam is what gets us to gets us to Jesus. So if he is talking about like the generations in the tribulation, this makes perfect sense. If we were to confuse it and say, well the disciples died, so this could be true, we would be we could be reading that wrong because he could basically say anybody from the lineage of the disciples would not pass. Does that make sense? Yeah. The the best thing is we get ready to wrap this up is he says, heaven and earth will pass away. We see this in Revelations twenty through twenty two, right? The new heaven and new earth said, but my words will not pass. Or uh, another way to think of it is <clears throat> everything that we see uh, today is on a timeline. But except for God's words, God's words will. I mean, it's we good. see it. Echo, what, yeah, the ultimate Testament says that when God speaks, none of his words return void. Right. Mm-hmm. They're, they're lasting. They're enduring. Um, this is just kind of a side reference and kind of a joke, but it's still true is. The Bible is the greatest best-selling book, and it's been around for the longest amount of time over any other book in history. You know what I mean? So if you want to talk about the longevity of God's words, the paper version or the electronic version, yeah, I was like, it's all right there. But even still, Jesus says um, his words will not pass, right? Uh, Any concluding statements? Uh, Just the rest in this that, you know, Jesus did promise he's coming back. You know, there's been a lot of questions of, when it will happen or if it will happen, but it will happen. Now, nobody knows the day or the hour, as, as, as Jesus says. That's In the very awesome. next verse, <laughs> he <laughs> says, but at that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels nor the Son, but the Father alone. So, so there we covered verse 32. Quit trying, right? yeah, <laughs> this, I'd say quit trying, to, quit trying to time it and just uh, be ready for it. Yeah, that's the big, you know what I mean? You kind of going to those questions about when and who and all that other stuff or where. Which those questions aren't bad. It means that you're curious. Yeah, they're not bad. Um, the big thing that we can hold on to is the fact that he is. Yes. Jesus is coming back. All of the, the pain, the, the turmoil, the hurt, the offense, the selfishness, all of this stuff that we see going on, the, the, the death, all this stuff will eventually end when he comes back. So that's it for today's Bible study. Uh, we do this every week, whether you join us through podcasts or you watch us live or watch our video at another time. Again, the reason we do this, we want to grow together right where we are. So we hope you have an amazing Wednesday. Church. Well, hey, that is our Wednesday Bible study. We just want to thank you so much again for joining us. And if you want to join us every week, if you'll click subscribe, this podcast will pop up right there for you. Again, we want to do this to grow together right where we are.